Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. Now I am much older There's a place I want to be It's red frosted, it's beautiful It's steeped in history And I know what I'll find When the place comes alive I got that battle fever Coming over me And I got Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 67 of the Bears Corner here on the Battle Fever podcast. We're here to talk about Scotland against Moldova this evening. John McGinn, <laughs> centre midfield, Scott McTominay, he's actually had to leave the squad apparently because oh, no. of a throat infection. I don't think we're getting away with it, Paul. <laughs> we're not gonna, no, we're not going to. I mean, it's fucking us talking about where it is. It's international, but it's quiet. Team. Exactly. What's, what's been happening? Nothing going on. <laughs> um, joining me this evening, we have a late arrival actually just coming in. But joining me this evening, we have Simmy. Wonderful to have you back in the podcast, mate. Hope you enjoyed your holiday. Oh, I did indeed, mate. It was absolutely fantastic. I uh, basically spent a week just uh, getting steaming and eating halves of it. It's going to several to be back. Several to be back here, set to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Northern Ireland, the motherland, we have the legend that is Geo. Now, I'm going to start the chant. It might take off. Geo! 
Here, it doesn't matter. I'm going to change it anyway. I'm going to change it to his way. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. How are you? Good, good. Well, good. I say good. I've, I've, I've had better days. I've had better days. It kind of feels like I've been dumped. Doesn't it? It kind of feels like I've been dumped. People have been there, mate, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Um, and to my left, host and in studio, is Paul at Seas. How are we, mate? Um, once again, I've had better days. Um, it's, it's, well, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Just to uh, get on with things. Life could be worse, I suppose. It could be. It could be. Um, somebody's saying the mic sounds crackly. Does this sound all right to everybody now? Yes, yeah, it sound okay yeah. now. It's fucking mm-hmm. post-post sabotaged it. It's the green one anyway, so you know what happens with that. It doesn't work. And <laughs> another guest we have this evening is the staunch superstar. Jason Reed, we've not told anybody about this because it was a late addition, but you're very welcome, mate. Hey, brothers, I'm uh, buzzing to be back, um, albeit probably not the best circumstance uh, given what's happened today, but yeah, really excited to be back on and, and talking some shop. Perfect, mate. Thanks to everybody for replying to that, that knew I sound all right. It's fucking him sabotaging me. That's what I'm doing Because he's less good looking, he has to fucking try and wait up some other way. Hold on, how's that work? <laughs> Clearly Jason's the best looking one here. Then, then, then the scale goes me. Then uh, Simi and, uh, and Gio play the same. And you come in dead last. I'm afraid just absolutely rock bottom. Shut up, Dave, shout out. Come on. Go for it. We know Jason's won it, but the rest of exactly, yeah, yeah, it. I just want to say um the, the comment on the screen there from Ian McCallum. Um thanks for thanks for tuning in, Ian. All the way from Bainbridge Island in Seattle Sound. Uh, it's good to have you here, mate. I've not seen you in many, many years, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Well, those little Ian and I went to school together. Thanks for joining us at such a far, far distance, Ian. We would like to come over until all the shit blows over. If you don't mind. Um, and then we'll come back to Glasgow when it's all settled. Can you put us up? Please. How can you put up with us? <laughs> um, I suppose. No, see, before we get to it, we're talking football first, right? Because at the end of the day, we're a football podcast. We've just came off the back of a 4-2 win against Ross County, which maintains our four-point lead at the top of the table. Not hit top form this season, team, but we're still clear at the top. Clear at the top. Clear. On the way to 56. And it doesn't matter what train comes that way that's going to try to derail us. It's not going to happen, lads. We are on the road to 56. And um, we're buzzing about that. The the squad, the squad, you know what I mean? They've they've done it when they've not been playing well. So um, I'm delighted about that. I'm actually going to show, we're not going to show Ross County goals, but I need to give a wee shout out to Peter because Peter is very, very... Decent, and he, he he does other things for the pod as well, and he does things for Cali Braves um, analysis work and stuff like that. And he's he's sent us these clips of the goals from Saturday, eh, Sunday. So we're going to look at the goals now. Apologies if any faces appear on this screen, which might upset a few people. I'm going to chalk out the camera nerves. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Thank you. 
was delighted seeing John Lundstrom there on the screen, my favourite scouser. Um, I'm just saying, they good. Simi, Aribo's goal on Sunday, an absolute belter, mate. A good header, getting his back on level terms. Again, we go a goal down the early doors, man. Fucking stop it, lads. But, aye, Joe Aribo, excellent again and, and scores a, a fine goal. I'm going to miss him. So I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to miss Aribo. <laughs> when he goes in January. Uh, but aye, no, in the, I was on holiday, as, as you kind of mentioned before the podcast. I was in Tenerife this, uh, the last week. Not a bit or anything. I'm sitting uh, in the pool in 23 degrees sun with a drink in my hand. For like, fuck's sake. Just catching the highlights on, on the, the game. And like, I'll check it. My one will do I'm like, I'm not even surprised at this point. But to be honest with you, I was genuinely concerned when they're going to come back because I thought we can keep doing this every single week. Mm. Upstairs, Joe Rebo. Uh, wonderful goal. And from that, you go, right, we're back in this county of nature and so we're going to win this. It's just, mm. I, we can we kind of keep doing this. So we kind of keep conceding first because better teams will punish us. Uh, but it's just, it's good also for the mentality of the team to show that we can come back for a goal doing. It just now I said that the other day. I'll happily take that tender season in theory, but my heart Aye. won't. Aye. I can't handle Aye, I that. Think, I think we've mentioned a few times, Paul, that our heart won't. Do it. Listen, I'm just Derek Clark hasn't received the fucking link. He's supposed to be the night as well. Um, so I'm just I've just sent him a kid. I'm sorry, right? That's what I'm doing to do. Um, uh, I but Paul, you've said that a few times, mate. Or heart can't take. Well, I can't anyway because I'm blooming old. You know what I mean? You know, it's just no. It, we cannot keep. Giving the teams a goal start, at least one. <laughs> it's getting to the point now where I have to, I'm actually getting to the point now where I'm just going to walk in the stadium and fucking 15 minutes in the match with a goal down you know, and see how we play from there because it's, it's, it's almost the accepted norm now. It's just fucking ridiculous. There's, there, listen, Callum's actually was supposed to be on tonight as well. He said he's end up working later than usual, but please pass my regards on to the lads. I'm not reading out the next bit, and he also says that he's away to join an Aston Villa podcast. So, so long, Callum, you rat fucking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was talking to Callum earlier, and I said to him, are you happy with the, with the Battle Fever podcast? He went, I look happy, I look settled. <laughs> I know, stop asking me silly questions. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they've done it, but you saw it's Jeff Ross got a big long nose. I have seen it. Paul, how old are you? I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how to use this. I think they could have called it a filter. I don't. Of some I'm not tech minded. Simmy, Simmy, it's magic. It's magic. It's magic. The fact I can turn my work laptop on and I can make it connect to what I need to connect so I can send emails is. I made a miracle, to be All honest right. with you. All right. Um, I'm just looking at the numbers, and I'm probably conscious of the fact that we probably have other fans of other clubs on tonight oh. who are hoping to see us sitting <laughs> crying. <laughs> We're sitting laughing, lads. <laughs> see at the top of the screen there? Now it says champions. That still remains. Rangers won the league. Yeah. Nobody else. Um, why, why is that number just suddenly dropped away? <laughs> that's the boy logged off to. Hello, Bears. <laughs> We pissed them off, lads. Yes. Um, Gio, I'm going to get your thoughts on this goal.
cut it off there. Geo, <laughs> um, <laughs> your thoughts on that, mate? Mate, you kept, you kept, you got me the best one, didn't you? That was, I was oh, a yes, tracker, mate. wasn't it? Yeah, that oh. was an absolute belter. Um, do you know what? It, it, it was just amazing that when, when, when we all seen Kent back in the team, especially from a starting lineup, we all got that wee bit of that wee tingle of excitement and. You know, I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't sort of fall flat in its face, but it definitely didn't. He, he gave us such a creative spark, and he is so capable of that. And, Paul, I think you might have said it a few weeks ago, mate, we have been busting for someone to hit it from outside the box. We have absolutely been begging for someone to crack them from outside the box. And the first one he hits is a worldly, absolute worldly, mate. I was over the moon that it went in. Um, and it seemed the spark is in the – and then after that, it was just wave after wave after wave of attack. But he, he hit it an absolute peach, and I was delighted for him as well, mate. Because obviously, after such a long time out, um, you know, they, they come back in and your your sort of first start really. I know he came on the other night and played really well, but to get his first start and, and to get a goal like that would, would just set them down, right? So I'm expecting him to kick on, and then obviously when he's sold in January, he can make us shit loads of money. Exactly, yeah, correct. Scott, I love the fact you got the uh, the sexiest voice on to discuss the sexiest goal. <laughs> thank you, mate. Thank you. That's thank a, you. Yank, I just rock up here and fucking you know that's just plan. He plans this shit out, man. He does. Fucking, you know what I mean? He's, well, he's got the star superstar down, so he has to bring up something to balance it out. I mean, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just going to sit here and drink my drink all night like this here. I'm just waiting for the scrappy goal that comes out now. No, don't worry, you're getting the own goal. Ah, exactly. <laughs> Jason Reed, <laughs> Jason Reed's getting Bakura. Cut that off there, Jason. Your thoughts on that goal, mate? It was an absolute beauty. I thought Bakuna came into the game a lot more, and I thought he started tentatively, but then he came into the game and he really showed flashes of what he's capable of. I like him, mate. I really, really like him. Um, I rate him. Um, one of my mates doesn't think he was up to much, so when he bagged that goal on Sunday, I was like, Fucking yes, <laughs> get up, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm buzzing for him, mate. Great wee goal, uh, tidy finish. Hopefully he kicks on um, from here on out. Um, maybe he needed that wee goal to to get him going. I feel like there's been uh, definitely glimpses up until now. So yeah, fingers crossed we can see what he's uh, he's going to bring to the team and the table. Definitely, definitely. I feel as though Sunday once again we're showing more character uh, to come back. And by the way, I'm having tongue and cheek stuff here cutting half when it shows Jarrett's face. Like, I'm not actually that petty, to be fair. I believe that's behaviour from elsewhere in Scotland. Other teams' fans know your fans. There is a way to behave as a Rangers supporter. And I believe it's to thank someone for their efforts, wish them all the best for the future, and move on with our own life. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So, but we'll, we'll all get to that. So just in case anybody thought of <laughs> Just in case anybody, Maybe not all of us will do that. <laughs> I think what you were trying to say is you're just trying to cut the videos down because it's a packed show and we don't want to be here till midnight again. Correct. Correct, mate. Now, this is your goal. And just before we go on, I would like to wish Derek McInnes all the best in his role as Rangers manager. Yeah, brilliant. Russell Martin that was coming. <laughs>
<laughs> Hold on, there's a fight in the crowd. <laughs> um, the, the captain again, the skipper again, stepping up and providing. He provided for the first goal. He played a hand in the second goal. Mm-hmm. And there, the, the fourth goal there, he's forced the ball into the box. That, that, that lack of it, he's done behind, behind his own keeper. Yeah, he made some nice uh, space for himself on the right-hand side and a, a little nice little reverse pass from Aribo. And, uh, and he goes, he played the ball across, clearly could play it across for um, to, to score a bit of it. Doesn't matter. Ball in the back of the net. Four yeah. one. Correct. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? But... <laughs> Barney, that shit ain't funny, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, mate. Don't I, worry. I, I don't think so. I love Barney Stinson. He's a fucking legend. <laughs> um, so, I we thought four points clear. Um, semi-final coming up in a couple of weeks. I was also heading into international break. And we thought, semi-final coming up in a couple of weeks. That's the most important game. More important than any international game. That is the game that everyone should be focused on. Yep. Players should we focus on? Or so we thought. Don't, don't, get, don't get injured, come back fit and ready. Or so we thought. <laughs> um, I hope they fuck the players keep their end of the back. <laughs> we could be struggling come Hamden on Sunday, a uh, week on Sunday. But obviously Dean Smith, I, I found out in the way home um, on Sunday that Dean Smith was sacked uh, as Aston Villa uh, head coach, which I found extremely harsh, to be honest with you. Because um, I think the guy's done a tremendous job there, in all seriousness. Um, and you just knew this felt different. Uh, and obviously, very quickly, Stephen Gerrard shot to the top of every single um, newspaper outlet, every single Twitter feed of other clubs and Aston Villa and ours. Um, and I think we were all probably in the boat of he wouldn't go mid-season. We thought we'd maybe go towards the end. Um he surprised me, I should say, by going mid-season. Only he'll know his reasons. I hope he doesn't live to regret it, for for what it's worth, my own personal opinion, as I think going to a club. And by the way, nothing but respect for Aston Villa. I know a lot of people have given, had a lot of things uh, said towards Aston Villa, but listen, that is a big club historically. Not, not as big as Rangers, of course, but they are a big club. Um, and they've sacked, what, six managers in five years? I don't think it's a job that you're going to as a project as he's been told and as he's been, you know, as he's insinuating himself, I think if if you're already, what, 17th, 18th in the league, 16th, whatever it is, if you drop down a fucking space in that division, trust me, you're going to feel the heat underneath your arse <laughs> big time. Um, so I'm just going to bring Derek in the new while I'm talking. So it is, oh, hold on. Sammy's, Sammy's fucking black toot. We can't have that. Sammy's fucking the old blank toot there with the old life sign. You can't have that. <laughs> put that, put that back oh, up. Take me. That's shocking. Don't be covering up that sexy face with that fucking thing, mate. Get him back. Oh, no, that's terrible. Everybody knows we're alive. Don't be so sure. Derek, we're not talking about you. We're talking about Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it down um, next to me. Cover my face up if you want. <laughs> Your face has been everywhere today, mate. There's no chance you're covering that up. Sky Sports Derek Clark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's yeah. obviously went to a, as I say, in a club that sacked six managers in five years. As much as they're a big club, I don't. Th- I think he's going to get a. Um, I think he'll get time, but I don't think he'll get as much time as he thinks. And I genuinely think he will regret it. And I think it'll be one of these ones in years to come where I think he'll look back and say, "Maybe I'd leave Rangers too soon." You have a league championship to go for this year. You have two cups still competing for, and you've also got the European progress in your own hands. I'd say there's a lot more to play for at Rangers than just surviving. Um, and I'm disappointed. 
I'm not going to. I'm not going to hide that fact. I'm disappointed, but I'm also optimistic for the future because something was stale this season, as much as some people didn't want to admit it. It was. We 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 have been poor uh, and got away with games with the skin of our teeth, yet still sit four points clear, which says a lot about those in competition with us, um, and how shite you actually are. Um, so. <laughs> I've got a wrestling in the night, you do you? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll work my way. I'll come for Paul, right? And then I'll go to Derek because Derek's obviously just came in and then I'll work my way up this time. Um, Paul, your thoughts on Sunday when you first heard that Stephen Gerrard was possibly, um, or not possibly, definitely Aston Villa wanted him, but did you think he would go? Well, <clears throat> Gerrard has never... Um, walked out in a contract before. Mm, so now. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. At that point, you asked what I thought on Sunday. So, on Sunday, I was quite confident he wouldn't go, um, purely because Stephen Gerrard, the man, never walked out in a contract before, always liked to see projects through. And all these previous statements, you know, am I happy? Am I settled? Or look at, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And then, of course, his thing, his, his, his post match um, comments as well. The players are going to go off, wish them good luck in the internationals, but they have to understand they need to come back here fit and ready for very important matches. And we've got the European run and black, all that sort of stuff. So I felt rel- relatively confident, you know, because he's been linked with previous jobs before. And it's just it's just the way it is. You know, you have a successful manager, he's going to get linked with other clubs, especially in the English Premier League. So I was felt quite confident that nothing would happen. But then as the week went gradually on, as I said in the group chat, there's no smoke without fire here, boys. You know, something's something doesn't seem right. <clears throat> and as we've alluded to, and as you mentioned earlier on, and as we mentioned at the start of the season, something just didn't seem right. In my opinion, something was going on behind the scenes. And I think it's very possibly transpired that, that there was no funds there for him. And he's, he actually broke ranks in many respects and said, I can't do everything with three, with three transfers. So clearly that is what's happened, in my opinion. There's been something in the background. He's not had, he's not had the money. But to me, that's that's the Malmo result. He's done that. You know, not getting the Champions League has completely screwed us over. But as we discussed before we came on air, he shares part blame in that. His tactics were completely wrong. And that, that cost us... Against Malmo. Against Malmo. Completely wrong. It got it got it wildly, wildly wrong both home and away. Um and that's that's ultimately what's cost us and it's what's cost us the manager. So he's 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 now gone. Um as we say. Um in many respects he does go with the best wishes because you, you don't you know, it, it, it won us fifty five. Um he gave me one of the best <laughs> one of the best uh, nights I don't remember of my life. Um uh, <laughs> doing a live podcast, absolutely fucking trousered. And um waking up the next day with fear of wondering what the hell I'd done, especially I found out I had actually been on the podcast because my notifications were going mental on Twitter, people saying, Oh, you've got the guitar out, and I was like, Oh no, I don't recall that at all. So but here's here's the thing. Now, Gerard apparently was down in London for uh, Jordan um, Milson's 40th birthday yesterday, and that's when the deal was done. So I'm just wondering if Gerard woke up this morning with the fear, thinking, what the fuck have I done? Turned over <laughs> and there's a bedside table with a wee note saying, you've become Aston Villa manager. He's going, oh, no. <laughs> so in my opinion, Too fucking late now if he that's, did. <laughs> that's what fucking happens. He's gonna, but uh, no, I think um, you're right. He may... Um, Live to regret this because even uh, even Graham Sooners himself said it's the biggest mistake I made was leaving Rangers. I hope it's not for them, 
but I've got a funny feeling it probably will be. I, I can't see him lasting more than 18 months down there because if he gets relegated, Villa will, Villa will chew him up and spit him out. I've had one of my friends actually said to me, he's always he's left for, he's, Paul, he's left for a challenge, and that challenge is, face, is uh, trying to stave off relegation, unfortunately. Yeah. Derek, I'm coming to you, mate. You've been on Sky Sports News today. Talking about this, um, we all knew it was coming, mate. Yourself, obviously, there's been a journalist and stuff like that. <clears throat> you've probably jittered the ground for a wee while now and, and knew it was happening. And I know the guys you've got in the Rangers Review who they're still in job here. But what's your thoughts to me? When did you really see that actually this is going to happen? And by the way, if anybody's watching from any of these places, Derek is an ultimate professional who actually, even though we phone him and text him and fucking harass him <laughs> for inside info, Derek does his job <laughs> to perfection. <laughs> You're being too kind there, I think, Scott. <laughs> no, you do, mate. You do. <laughs> no, when I first, I had it's funny because when Dean Smith was sacked on Sunday, I was covering the, the Bolton game, and the boys in the press room were just having a laugh and a joke. Oh, they'll be coming after Gerard, and you just laugh because you think he's linked with every Premier League job under the sun. No chance he goes to a club like Aston Villa, but like Paul just mentioned there, I think it was sort of Monday, Monday night or so. You're hearing, yeah, there's something in this. Um, and then it just gathered pace from then on, didn't it? And you're, you're starting to think about the reasons why you could possibly swap Rangers for Aston Villa. Um, reasons could be, um, like uh, Paul said, he might feel that he can't improve the squad anymore. If it may feel that he's taken them as far as they can go with regards to not having the finances available to strengthen the team. He may feel that... Celtic pose a realistic threat and he may relinquish the title, in which case he harms his chances of um, getting that Liverpool job that he covets. Um, family reasons, of course, I think that's one thing that is often forgot about with footballers and coaches. They do have private lives as well, don't they? So um, I, I, I believe that may have had a bearing on his decision. Um, of course, he's got the relationship with Christian Puzzlow as well. Um, he's getting an awful lot more money. I know he's got... He, he's a multi-millionaire and money is no object, but I think he's quadrupling his wages for a start, which... Um, he's uh, paid manager in Villa's history, mate, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that. So you, you can't be crammed leaving for that. Um, it's just a timing issue. I think if like you boys have probably all agreed, if you left at the end of the season um, it, with another league title, I don't think anyone would have begrudged him leaving at that point. Um even though he's he's leaving uh, before his contract ends, um, and I know you mentioned that he never ends a contract, but he's done so for the, for the first time, which is it's unlike Gerard, isn't it? It's it's, it's not something that that he's he's known for doing, which leads me to believe there's been a rift behind the scenes. He's maybe frustrated at the lack of funds, but then it was his own doing. They failed to beat a ten-man Malmo side, and I think if they beat Malmo in the Champions League, uh, Stephen Gerrard remains a manager, but. In another respect, it could be a blessing in disguise. Because, to be honest, the team has been stale this year. They've been hung over from the, the, the year previously. I think the manager has looked a little bit less interested as well this season at times. Um, and I think a new coach coming in, a new management team, might actually just be good for kick-starting the season, perhaps, and bringing players on. We know that Alfredo Morelos has been, has been struggling for form. Maybe a new manager can breathing your life into him and, and other players uh, as well. But, um, yeah, the timing's just just off. It seems a bit surreal. And then seeing them with the, uh, posing with the Aston Villa shirt um, this morning, you're thinking, OK, that's it, done and dusty. But it just doesn't seem right. And even the contract length, it seems a bit bizarre as well. It, uh, was it? it ends up in two, two and a half years, which coincides mm -hmm. with 
Um, Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool. It just uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's just it raises a few questions. I'll be intrigued to see his first press conference. That's for sure. By the way, kudos as well on Sky Sports News today. I thought he spoke very, very well about the club and about Gerard's time. And in caps, probably once the anger dies down, mate, I think a lot of people have the same view as yourself. I think you got it spot on. Um, yeah. Being able to detach the whole emotional side of it as well as a fan and do the job of, well, it is a good move for him financially. He sees it as his next stepping stone towards his dream job. You have to respect that, regardless whether I agree with it or no. I don't, as I've said, I don't agree with it, but Jason, what's your take on the Midland screw job? That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, how do you follow that? Um, I mean, I think, um, I think first of all, we we always thought that you know Gerard was was going to move down south um, at one point. I mean, for me personally, I really didn't see him going anywhere else uh, apart from Liverpool. Um, you know, mainly because I feel like to get the Liverpool job, he needs to be winning big games on a regular basis. And I just don't really feel that you have the same opportunity to do that at a club like Aston Villa. Um, you know, albeit he will be in, in big games, but the chances of him winning these games, um, you know, it's not it's not the sort of same idea. Um, you know, when the rumours kind of came round at the start of the week, um, I thought it was the same as the the other ones that we've, we've heard and seen. Um, even up until probably last night, I was still, I don't know if I was maybe a little bit naive, but I was still under the impression that Gerard was was going to remain the Rangers manager. Um, probably says more about me, uh, to be honest. But yeah, I just didn't really expect it. And, and it, is, it is a bit of a shock. Um, I don't really think it's kind of sunk in as yet. It just seems a very, very strange and peculiar sort of move. Uh, you know, semi-final, you know, 10, 11 days time. Four points clear at the top of the league, um, and in November, um, seems very strange. And to me, it seems to go against almost everything that Gerard's about, and that he's he's preached since he came through the door. So yeah, I mean, to me, it certainly seems as if there's maybe something underlying there that um, the 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 members of the public perhaps aren't aware of. Me, it's, it's. I think it was it Tuesday night I texted you as well, and I says he's he's gone. <laughs> No, it's like, it's like, no, no, nah, he's I, not think, I think he's gone. <laughs> it's like, mate, he'll, he'll be in a press conference at uh, uh, Ockenhowie next week. Just calm yourself. <laughs> mate, I kept, I kept saying, see if he really isn't interested in it or it's no happening. Get a Rangers TV camera in front of him and get him to, yeah. to talk about the Ross County game, get him to talk about the, the semi-final and then get on to the subject mm-hmm. of what, Aston Villa and blah, blah, blah. And, it never happened in the mirror, it didn't happen. And then you seen him in London and you're like, right, okay, this is going through and it doesn't matter whether we like it or no, we just need to accept it and we move on. Before I, I come to Gio, I had something I want to say. <clears throat> we have a statement. Oh, aye. We have an actual statement, but it's an important statement at that. Um, it's actually a statement for Jeeb. It's... <laughs> <laughs> That's important, right? How, this long, is, how fucking long G- is that? G- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeeb G- G- was seen um, on the doorstep in Edmonton Drive the day. Oh, was he? <laughs> he shows the title deeds. But here he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeeb's thoughts. He can't be with us this evening because he's at work. Um, but this is Jeeb's thoughts. When I seen the confirmation of Gerard's departure, I instantly felt very let down. 
When Gerard delivered 55 after the trophy lift, he'd done an interview in Sky Sports, which I've watched numerous times. He spoke about how at this club you cannot stand still and this title has given him a taste for more. To add to that, only two weeks ago he said, quite strongly, don't ask me silly questions when linked with a move away. In my opinion, this tells me something has happened behind the scenes from the summer till now. My guess would be lack of transfer funds, but only those in the know will have an idea of what's happened. Gerard delivering in 55 will always be cherished among the Rangers' support. However, like Sunnis, him leaving at such a vital part of our season when going for a second title in a row and an automatic Champions League spot will hold a dark cloud over his time at Ibrox. Thank you for giving us, digni- for giving us our dignity and our d- identity back but I can't help but feel very let down that your journey as Rangers manager has ended so abruptly when you had a real opportunity to write your name down as one of the greats of our massive club. But we are Rangers, and as we all know, nobody is bigger than our club. We move on. Gio, I think it just highlights, and a lot of the time, the word legend gets bandied about in terms of Rangers connections, mm. when really it shouldn't. Because we lost a legend a couple of weeks ago. We didn't lose a legend today or yesterday. We lost a manager who delivered a title. Now, Alex McLeish, is he regarded as a legend, a Rangers legend? Probably not. He's regarded as a very good Rangers manager who delivered two titles and, tr- and other trophies amongst that. The same goes to Dick Advocat and, and others before them, Graham Soonis, you know, people like that. Walter Smith is a Rangers legend for the dedication, service, and how he handled himself in the public domain as Rangers manager. I feel as fans, that's the person we should look to and how we handle these situations is all the best, don't agree with it, see you later on, we move on. You won't. You might manage a bigger club in terms of Liverpool, because let's face it, Liverpool, Man United, probably are the two clubs in England that you would say are above Rangers, right, in terms of stature and history, etc. And I don't like saying that, because my club's the biggest club in the world as far as I'm concerned, but if you take it down and take the blue specs off, but you won't manage a better club than Rangers, and I said this on the group chat, you won't manage a more um, incredible fan base than than the Rangers fans. So, all the best to him, but it's his loss as far as I'm concerned, mate. Absolutely, mate. Um, you know, I'm sort of stuck in a bit of a catch-22 here because, you know, I'm obviously gutted he's gone and things like that there, but, you know, I'm also reminded of, of the cold hard facts that he, he won one trophy out of, out of possible nine. Um, and for me, that's not good enough as a Rangers manager, and I wouldn't even bring him close to a legend. Yes, albeit the most, the most probably important one for us, us as individuals and us as fans. Then and all this nonsense about stopping the ten. Well, I call it stopping the nine and a half, but you know, stopping the ten. Um, and obviously, delivering fifty-five was huge and monumental, and and we'll all be forever grateful. And I can't even echo that the guys have all come before me have said it far better than I have. But where I'm stuck in a bit of a catch-22 is I also don't want him to go down there and fall flat on his face because I would like him to show that he has learned something and he does have a bit of skill that he's learned from our great club and he's taken that and he can help revive Aston Villa. But at the same time, I also want him to fall flat on his arse because I just don't like the way he's done things. Um, You know, for me, it's always going to be a backward step leaving us, particularly for a lower league, a lower end Premier League team. And Villa are, are obviously a fantastic club, but there's no way on God's green earth can you compare us to Aston Villa. The history, the support. Look at the look at our fans climbing up the bloody gates on the last day of the season, and look at the people outside the stadium. Lamppost, exactly. You know, and I seen a I seen a picture from from one of the Villa games recently, and there was some wee granny in the front giving it, yo, well done, and you know, clap. Everyone's clapping and taking photographs. You don't get that. That's that's Premier League bollocks. Do you know what I mean? You're never. He's never going to get that thrill and that. That that motivation and that that feeling that he will get from our from our fans, and that's that's it. 
Now, maybe he's been, maybe he's just got a wee bit stale because, you know, who wants to play Ross County or come Do you remember the season we played like Kamarnik seven times in a season? Oh, Even I fucking got pissed off with that there, you know, and I could watch Rangers playing against, you know, a, a woman's team and still watch them. But, you know, maybe he's just got a wee bit fed up with it. But you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll move on. Gerard was great at the time. He helped bring us back and, and, and all that Jeeves said and the guys before me he helped restore our pride and our dignity and he brought things back and he's put us back on the map again. But you know what? We, we've got back on the map again, so it's time to go further. We we I think we can go further. I think we have a manager that, you know, if we do get the likes of Amber on course, and I think it's me and you spoke today, Scott, about even the, even the fact that we can't go back to the banter years. We can't go back to, you know, putting somebody in temporary charge. We need a strong, decisive board here will come out and put a good man and a good manager in place and what other way to do it than to give us an ex-rangers legend and, and or sorry again we're using that legend word but let's be honest from Broncourse he's played in world cup finals he's played he's played for barcelona he's won champions league he's played for arsenal i mean he's a he's a dirt of experience and a hell of a lot more than gerard ever will so Gio. you know good good luck <laughs> i've actually changed my name as well mate Gio VB there, Gio VB. <laughs> um you know what? Good luck to Gerard. I genuinely mean that. Good luck to him. It'll always leave a stale taste in my mouth. And I think you're right. I think he will look back in this in the years to come. And he will regret it. He definitely will. I was just going to say that um, I think you're quite right there. I think people are forgetting um, the mess the club was in when Gerard arrived. And he actually he's, he, he modernised the club. Mm. He brought a, a, a real air of professionalism to it. We've got respectability both on and off the park now. And I think that's very important to remember. Um, no matter what's happened now, um, he's gone. It's just the way it is. We have to move on. I say no man is bigger than the club. Nobody is bigger than the club. doesn't matter who you are. You're not bigger than the club. Club goes on. Um, so I think we have to thank him for that in many respects. I know a lot of people will disagree with that. And we'll, we'll sit in the building going, oh, shut up, Paul. But no, it, you have to mark it. Right. The, the club was in a mm. dire, dire position when he came in, and we we took a we took a chance on him. He took a chance on us. Mm. It just so happened that it worked out. We gave him the, we gave him the time and the patience um, when we collapsed two seasons in a row after the Christmas mm. break. He might not get that down south. In fact, he won't get that down south. I hope he is afforded um, the, the the time to do what he wants to do. And I'm like yourself, too. I, I hope he does well. But at the same time, you think, nah, but at the same time, well, I, I hope he doesn't because, you know. But no, I think pragmatic part of me, and I, I always wish former players and managers, and I hope they do really, really well. And the same, the same with Gerard. It does, uh, I think Richard Keyes, I wrote a, a thing today, and he signed off with a thing about Gerard, and he signed off, and it was actually quite right in many respects. He said, but he's, Gerard has now disappeared like a thief in the night. And the Rangers supporters deserve better than that. True, true. There's a few comments I want to address before I go to Sammy. Um, somebody said about Sunus. I don't kind of mean to it was. Somebody said about Sunus. Obviously, Andy. people Blue think Bells. about a legend. I totally agree with what Andy Bluebells is saying there about Sunus being a legend. And I think he's right. Time's a great healer. Um, and I think people look back fondly on Stephen Gerrard's time in charge of the club once time is, is healed. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's no key for Gerard's legacy that we go on and win the league now um, mm. because people will blame him if we don't. Oh, um, so I totally I totally respect that. And also, I think it was Arthur in the chat has said about a few months ago or a few weeks ago, he was a god. Yeah, he was in, in, to some extent. To some extent, mate, you're right. And he was a god um, when he delivered the title and people think that he's going to go on and, and, and lead us to domination. 
he hasn't. He's disappeared. So ultimately, part of that status has been tainted. Regardless what way you look at it, it's been tainted because people see it as he's walked out on us. Now, whether you agree with that or not, we thank him for what he's done. As Paul says, he's restored their club. He's gave it our dignity back. And for that, he'll always go down as the manager who won our most important title to me. And I include nine in a row and all that and that. Because that there, that title last season had to be won. There was no negotiation with that. There wasn't any, he would have been out of job if he didn't. He had to win it and he did He did win it and he won it in some way that was just absolutely out of this world and gave me the best season I've ever seen, I think, watching Rangers mm-hmm. um, because the amount we were able to chuck back at them was amazing. Um, and for that, I'll always be grateful, I'll always thank him and I'll always have fond memories of him. As to wishing him well when he goes on to Villa, of course I do. However, I won't be checking out for the results every week because there are no Rangers. <laughs> My sole focus for now on is I want Rangers to win every week, as I always do. And I don't look at any of our club's results until maybe you're watching match of the day on a Saturday night and you go, oh, fuck me, I wonder who fucking Chelsea got on the day or whatever, Liverpool, whatever it is. And that's where I'll find it out. That's the difference um, for me. Sammy, your thoughts on it all, mate? Okay, I don't think I can really repeat anything anybody else has said, but um, disappointed, obviously. Uh, I think if we go back and talk about the timing, the timing's strange. Maybe it's no, maybe the timing is what it is. It's just the fact that if it's the first club that's come in, the first opportunity he's been given, he's disappeared. Who knows if another club came in earlier in the season, it might have went. It's a, it's a strange one. We just we'll, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's always went away. Maybe a club came in this time last season, it might have left. We just don't know if he's if he always had one eye in the Premier League, as you mentioned with the contract in that Paul. But it's the first time for everything. This seems to be it. I don't really kind of wish him. Any harm? I don't know. Really, I'm not getting a connection to Villa as a team. It's not like a, a second team I have the Premier League in it for that. I feel very kind of kind of affection for, or oh well, for that matter. But I do find that an interesting stepping stone if he thinks it's to the Liverpool job because what's what can they do at Villa that's going to be so impressive? It's going to be more impressive to get to the Champions League. That I don't get. And I know what he's saying about the whole idea that well, if we want the transfer funds, to beat Malmo. We should have beat Malmo. But we didn't, and we spoke about it at the time, and my opinion's not changing this. We weren't ready for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And I think, it's not very enough to say that we would have got the different funds and we were saying better players if we did. But I don't think that team are ready for the Champions League. It was proven by uh, the Mammal result. But maybe the fact that the team has been a bit off this season is because the manager's got his eyes somewhere else and saw some of the players. And I think time will tell who goes very quickly in January. I just hope when the money that they get gets reinvested back into the team yeah. and isn't used elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You've got to help the new guy, whoever it may be. Obviously, we all hope. I think we all hope it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, of course we do, because he's all the boxes are ticked in terms of a manager and his connection to the club, etc. I know that the connection to the club is important, isn't he? But it helps, I think, with the fans. Um <laughs> Arthur definitely thinks he's a Rangers legend, and that's fine, mate. Listen, there is no wrong answer. It's your opinion, and it's everybody else's opinion. And see people feeling hurt and angry and upset, and also thankful and wishing them all the best. It's still you're still allowed to feel like that because it is somebody's let you down in some way. And I suppose how they conduct themselves right up to the last day in the job determines whether you're a legend or no. And some fans will say he's not because of the way he's left. Other fans will say he is because of what he brought to us. Both are perfectly valid as far as I'm concerned. 
I just don't want to see anybody berating his family, berating his staff on social media because see that that's no behaviour of a Rangers supporter for no. me, in my opinion. You want to behave like that, cool. I, I choose not to do that because I think our club's better than that and our fans are better than that. And it's the unique thing about our fans is that you get a hell of a fucking amount of support um, when you're in full flight. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think he'll ever receive the love. Okay, maybe Liverpool fans will love him, aye, but in terms of where we were and and where he took his stay last season, the love that he got, I don't think I, I don't think he'll experience that elsewhere. Being brutally honest, um, but that's that's where we're at. Listen, we want to get your views as well. We got we have get people lined up to come on the show tonight, so um, I would like <coughs> to get a few of them on. Is MD one seeing before? While, while you're getting them on, how weird is it going to be the first time we see him in the in the dugout for Villa? It's going to be like when you see your ex bird with another bloke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like seeing him. I've seen him, seen him with the Villa top. And it, was right, it was weird, was, wasn't it? Ah, uh, it was just bizarre. Five, <laughs> five different people sent me. I'm like, actually, I, I went for being, do you know what? It's fine. And so I seen that picture, I genuinely felt sick. I was like, oh man, I did, I'm was not that, ready for that. But here's that, the thing. Was it, it was only the other day we heard the rumour he was gone. And even as you were saying, Scott, you are saying as well, Derek, we've heard these rumours all season. It was nothing new. But then by Tuesday, they'll have some legs to it. By Wednesday, we know he's away. We're just waiting for it. And Thursday morning, he's gone. It's still only this morning he left. It's hours out the club. See, I forget something about like G1, something about a status, something we're looking for. We'll forget that very quickly. We'll, yeah. we'll move on as a fan base very quickly. Fans are fickle, we... mate. Exactly. Fickle. Yeah. <laughs> can, I ask, can I just ask you something? See that message you sent to the WhatsApp group this morning? Was that before or after you'd seen the picture? Because in my opinion, it's after you'd seen the picture. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's never nice seeing your ex with somebody else, mate. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> it's never nice. And listen, if they want to come in and offer us, I would add 55 tax, only any transfers for Aston Villa. Okay, so if you're coming in, your manager knows how much they're worth to us, so there's 55 tax getting added onto that, and you're bidding for Lana Wolf too. Every There's a sellable asset everywhere we go, and she... But that's the problem as well, Scott. We are we are known for criminally underselling our players. I was going to say that's that, that me. terrifies me. Massively, mate. Do you know what, though? We see with Ross Wilson, I'm hoping, and, I'm, and I don't want it to be a, a begrudging thing against Gerard, but if Gerard does come in, and try and take some of our best players. We need to be we need to be wanting premiership prices. You know, we we need to be saying, right, you want Kent, 20 million, you want Kamara, 15 million, you want Golson with six months left, five million, because that's what premiership teams do, and they've got the money to spend it. So why not? And here's, a, here's why I agree as well with that. Um, it's not a kind of bitterness thing, and I kind of like it. I was just add the general tax. If mm. Gerald wants to value these players that much, it can pay exactly. them. It can buy Correct, that much. Because it was only a week ago he was saying how much we all the squad was worth and all this here sort of stuff. So what is his perception of that changed and gone, right, well, a week later, all the, Kent is only worth six million now. You know, don't be ridiculous. You know, two weeks ago you were saying Kent was worth X amount of pounds and now all of a sudden you're saying he's not. So, no, I hope, he, I hope we don't do the whole begrudgingly, yeah, well, you know, 30 million and all this nonsense. But at the same time, we need to be getting, we have massively for years and years, and it's 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 been one area where Celtic have been streets ahead of us. You know, getting the huge, huge money that they have, and that's a reason why they've been able to reinvest in their squad and obviously, you know, have that period of dominance. Why we right, but we need to now be on the front foot from that. We've got a, a good European squad, and um, with a manager now, who, with an ex-manager who knows their value, so don't be definitely underselling. 
55 tax. So I think we should go with that and we should just say 55 million for anybody you want. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Derek, that's Bradley the thing, though. It's, 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 going to be one of, it's going to be one of the things where we're going to need to feel, you know, that's the only part of your business model that we haven't enacted, if you like. We haven't actually clicked the button on is the, is the player trading. So you, it's going to happen. It was going to happen whether Gerard was manager or no. The fact is, if you preach about how the fact that you're going down south because you're getting more money in this, that, and the other, well, you've just told the car salesman how much money you've got before you go into the fucking showroom. So guess what? <laughs> you're paying top dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's it's an interesting one. But, I mean, Gerard or no Rangers, for that player trading model to start working, in effect, they need to sell somebody. Um, so I could... I, I, if Gerard was still there, I still seen Nathan Parson possibly heading out the door in January. I think the likes of Everton are going to really test the resolve. I bid a ten million for me, and he leaves. Somebody I, I think it's out. as simple as that. Um, Somebody fade him out. I'm no, I'm not taking any more of this tonight. Pass <laughs> <laughs> but true, isn't it? And it's, I mean, I mean, Goldson's a guarantee to leave in a pre-contract, isn't it? That's, no. you can just see he's that going happen. to Villa, mate. Let's face it, he's going home. Well, he's going home. I'd actually, I'd actually, well, I can't say that on the pod, but I'd actually do something to him that made him sign a contract, and then I would. Um, Charge Gerard for him. <laughs> Just sign a year's Gerard. deal and then say, nah, four million. I don't, I don't even really know what you'd do to him to get him to sign a contract. Gerald, do, you, do you really think do you really think Patterson's going? Do you think he, do you think there it's got arms and legs in that one, mate? Well, I think I think Rangers need to sell somebody, I think. Yeah. To 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 um to buy. So you sell Patterson and he doesn't necessarily weaken the first eleven, does he? Um, as much as I would, I would love to keep him. I think I think he's got the pen. I'm not too sure who said it the other day there, but he's he's a potential twenty five million pound player. Um, but Rangers are not going to receive that amount of money, are they? Um, and it's just unfortunate he's got Tavernier ahead of him. Mm. I think I can see him starting for the likes of Everton. I know they've got Seamus Coleman there, but for me, he'd he's, he'd start in the Premier League. I think he's that good. Mm. Um, and. You just don't know. I mean, Parsons won. There's a number of players you think that Gerard's left. They might get their heads turned. I mean, they came because of Gerard, and they think to themselves, new manager come in. Uh, I might fancy a move down south as well. So you could see a, an influx of players leaving in January. It could be a a, pre, a a big overhaul. You just don't know. You just don't know who's going to come in. It's it's. Fifteen um, million, mate. They can have Brandon Barker if they want. Um, but Parson, if Rangers can keep hold of Parson, then it, it's, it, it's brilliant news. But I just think there's going to be one or two clubs coming in for him. Um, so it's going to be a big decision, I think, for Rangers to uh, to make. Ten, I mean, £10 million, would, would you accept £10 million for him at this stage? No, I mean, I'm at the stage and I wouldn't accept £10 for him, Dave Wrightman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've let go too much this week. <laughs> I think the interesting thing is, though, in terms of the ambition, you've got a lot of players that are playing the Premier League and also that's where the money is and stuff. But that lure, the Champions League's got to be... Yeah. Got to be, mate. I've just been naive and it's not just money no. now. And they, they, no, they I, I think you've been a Rangers supporter who's try, try to see sense in it all, mate, to be fair. But you're right, mate. Listen, I've been talking to a Villa fan all week, right? <laughs> and then Sunday night, he messaged me about this and I said, mate, you're wasting your time even thinking about this. It's not going to happen. The man is just... He's here to stay. He's here to stay. Fast forward to Thursday. Last night, the boy said to me, it's fair taking half new into it, mate. And I'm like going, hi, mate, I think you look like he's away now. 
<laughs> He's made a fucking mug of me. <laughs> I mean, game over. I'm sorry. You're never forgiven for that. No, you've made a mug of me in front of a Villa fan. Fuck off. Here's what, here's, here's what it turns out. It's been goals you've been talking to the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> fucking that bastard, Gabby. I, I bought the horse, but on at me. <laughs> You're the equivalency of the France and guys attacking. <laughs> <laughs> I may offer him that, he'll go. <laughs> um, I've kept him hanging on here for nearly two minutes, but we've got Neil on the line now. So, Neil, welcome in the show, mate. Um, I'm hoping that you've got some words to wisdom inspire us again, mate. So, what's your thoughts on the whole Gerard situation? He's lost the ability to talk. That's him. As much as it's affected him. Neil, you there? I am here. Can you hear us? I can hear you now, mate. I can hear you now. I thought you were away to Villa there. Sorry. Um, oh. <laughs> what's your thoughts on the whole situation, mate? Um, um, I think we'll need to maybe get you back, Neil. It's kind of dodgy line, mate. I'll get you back, right? Hang fire. I think he's in the tunnel. I guess it could be. I see that's. I he's, he's actually talking to Brendan Rodgers and the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting to find a bag of cans. He's waiting to look for his bag of cans. <laughs> I just want. I just want twenty twenty back in a bag of cans. <laughs> I see. I see the analysis of the way we've been all Scott Mason. They've even turned the Masons against us. Oh, fucking terrible. Oh, that's the refs away and on. You know what I mean? Yeah. All fairness, who's going to take training to see if they're all in tomorrow? Who would take training? Jermaine Defoe. Probably. I don't think he's is he up there? I think he's he's down in London, is he not? Or is he? Oh, he's, doing, he's doing the England match, isn't he? <laughs> Listen, yeah. see if that camera was turned around, I would do a headstand for you just to give away the answer. <laughs> 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 it's Murray Mary at Mark III. <laughs> he's, he's on the couch, mate. He's saying, that guy Fred isn't here tonight. <laughs> By the way, I should say our, our producer Fred isn't here tonight because I think we've lost him as well. <laughs> he was part of the deal. <laughs> uh, so he's the he's the um who who is it have now? I think we've got Jay on the line now. Hopefully there's a better line. Jay, how are we doing, mate? I know too, bud. What's your thoughts, mate? It goes with my gratitude. Like he's he installed a bit of pride back into the club, but it does leave a sour taste the way the manner that he went. Because if you think about it, like the he he did this to Liverpool as well, and then back down at the very last minute when he held them to ransom. So he, was, he had a track record there and then bottled it at the last minute and now he's done it to us after saying, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere, look at me, I'm happy. Well, obviously he wasn't he because he did say something about um, transfers um, kind of midway through the season that he wasn't too happy about it. Mm-hmm. But the, the board have backed him at every step. I mean, you don't get, you don't pay like seven million for Kent, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And no expect that that he's not been back, then he, he gets lunch from thirty five grand a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's backing your manager. Yeah, totally, mate. And the thing is, as well, he, he was playing the wrong game. If he was trying to hold us to fucking ransom, do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Douglas Park into his pockets. He goes, "What else is it you want?" <laughs> I, I saw that he'd, uh, he's been back thirty million in the transfer market, and only and only uh, recouped five. So twenty five million, really. But Jason, that's been part of our business model as well, though, mate. Is that we've been trying to do the whole um, top top heavy kind of investment, if you like, almost that sugar daddy type thing where you're putting money in and expecting return, and and we won't sell MD until 
we get to where we need to be, which is the Champions League, obviously. So you do kind of understand that to a certain extent. And we always knew that the books weren't going to show great reading because we haven't sold a player. And, you know, the Europa League only generates so much money. So the Champions League is where to be to make the, the, the massive longer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know why everyone was so shocked when the uh, the figures came out, um, you know, because we were all aware that that was going to be, it wasn't going to make for great reading, but we're all aware also that the business model is that, um, you know, we're, we, we've got these outgoings and, um, you know, we're not going to even be close to breaking even for the next few years or, or whatever. But uh, I think there was a lot uh, sort of riding on us qualifying for the Champions League this season. Uh, I, I do really think that that was an expectation, certainly a big one from the board. Um, and now it seems like it just kind of shifted over to now winning the league and, and getting Champions League via top spot this season. Feels like the same kind of vibe, you know, that, yeah, you know, we've got these losses, but it's okay, you know, if we win the league, you know, and we get in the Champions League, then, you know, 25, what is it, 30 million euros or whatever. Um, so it feels like the same idea, but yeah, I mean, it's it's we can't it's not sustainable, and we can't keep doing that for the next five ten years. Um, you know, we have to we have to start, um, you know, shipping these players out and, and making some money back. Um, that's the model that we we need to really look at. We can't just rely on, you know, people putting hands in pockets every season, uh, and and getting you know very minimum in return. Totally, mate. Um, Jay, who who are we who are we looking for then, mate, to come in? Who's who's the man that's going to lead us to? Oh, there's two things going to happen. That's a spoiler, Jay, and you know this as well as me. Fifty six is happening, and Jason Reed is smashing Bungard all over the fucking place. Hell yeah, brother! Yes, I think I think uh, Ginger Bollocks has got to be the next manager. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, ginger Ballocks up there. What about you, Ginger Ballocks? <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be Gio. We kinda, he played the same way at Feyenoord. Um, he just comes in and, you know, he comes in and it, there's no much disruption to the team. It kind of takes the same the same mantra, so he takes it over and not make it so stale. Maybe change things up a wee bit with a different, a, fresh, a more fresh approach. I mean, you could see this season was a lot stale. Gerard just wasn't the mentality wasn't there this season. He was, it was like the engine was running, but there was nobody at the wheel. He was just an autopilot half the time, and he, you could see that with his, uh, with his interviews at times. He, he just he always called out the players, and you're like, hold on a minute. There's times when you should actually take blame for your own mistakes because you have ultimately cost us the way the way it, the way it went against Malmo, and he's cost us in some league games as well. But everybody thinks, oh no, it's Gerard, so they got a free pass at that yeah. because what he done for his last season. Aye, you're right, mate. You're right. Listen, Jay, thanks very much, mate, for for giving us a bell. It's always nice to hear from you, mate, and thanks for your support on the podcast. Legend, Jay. Legend, mate. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, the Wasp has got a request for you now, Jason. Can I get a picture next time? We were standing outside Ibrook, sure, mate, and we never got the photo. And um, can you smash a chair off Bungard's nugget, please? <laughs> hey, I plan on it. Not not just once, but multiple times. Um, that, that Green Brigade uh, flag bearer, honestly, he has not got a clue, mate. Um, yeah, several chair shots for you and then picture afterwards. That sounds like a sweet deal to me, mate. Legend, legend. 
<laughs> Mate, that's something that would cheer us up as well, I believe. So get, get make it happen. Make it happen, brother. I know you and your very loyal and content coach. <laughs> we'll make sure of it. <laughs> Just keep we've away got... from any brummies, mate. <laughs> uh, we've got a nice we've got a nice blue chair as well. Um yeah. usually all the, the steel chairs are are um are black. Uh but no, a uh, blue chair for the staunch superstar right across Bungie's temple. No, I think he dislocated his elbow, so he's in uh, a bit of a a cast at the minute. Um, but I mean, if anything, that that's probably a, a bonus because then it means there's less to worry about on the outside. <laughs> he's just, just kind of there, and he's got he's got his cast, you know. Here's here's an idea. Why don't we get a battle fever shot football top to Jason Reed? That's an idea. That's a great oh, idea. Great idea. Mm. It's a fantastic idea. Now there's yeah. an idea. And maybe we could work on something, you know, some merch, cross merch, mate, or something at some point. I think you might be onto something, mate. I think oh. you might be... Uh, what, what are you thinking? I think there's it's something in here. It's getting hot. Oh, <laughs> mate. Something that would lead us to 56. And, mm. and a win against Bungard, I think. Yeah. Aye. Aye. I think that would be good. How about, how about people... Tell us what they want. You just took the words out of my mouth, brother. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Love it. Tell us what you want. A Jason Reed staunch superstar cross battle fever podcast merch idea. Let us know. What do you want to see on it? And let's make it happen because that's step, what it's all about. Obviously, we need some step ladders to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Right, I think I've got Neil back now. Neil, can you hear us, mate? I can hear you. That's ah, much better, mate. What's your thoughts on the whole debacle, shitstorm, whatever you want to call it? First off, I would love to thank Stephen Gerrard for just turning our club completely around back to what it should be. Yep. Stephen Gerrard as a manager, I'm still completely on the fence. I think if you had the cherry pick, you could maybe find a dozen games over the course of his tenure or with absolutely marmalised teams. I think his team selection at times has been iffy. He can't seem to get Haji right. For me, Haji's a number 10 all day long. I just, I, I don't know. I wish him all the best for Aston Villa, but he's not as big as a club. He'll never be as big as a club. We'll find somebody else we move on. For me, it's between Van Bronckhorst and Gattuso for the next manager. Fantastic, mate. Listen, I think, I think you're right in that. Um, and I agree with every single point that you've said there, mate. I loved Steven Gerrard as the Rangers manager. That's no secret. Absolutely idolised the guy. I'm no falling in love with the next one as much. No cardboard cut right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel right now. Of course, if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who wears a lovely jumper and trouser combo, you know, on the side of the lines there. He'd look smashing at Ibrox. He would. He'd look fantastically stylish with his brooks that on. You know, it'd look a, a Dutch of class. I think that would be that would be known as... <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, 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 do, I do think that I would pretty much fall in love with him if he's announced <laughs> tomorrow. But, um, aye, it might make us... You know, it's like... It wouldn't be a rebound, is what I'm trying to say. It would be real love, I think. Yeah, yeah, fully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rebound. Here, can I, can I ask? You can, can tell I... I've been hurt a lot there's, in my life. There's, there's <laughs> so many ways you can go with this, but I'm just uh, not prepared to do it live on the internet. 
Neil, I'm sorry you need to hear this. I'll ask a wee question to, oh, sorry, to all the guys on the panel here and obviously and the Neil as well. What do, what do you think about our, our assistant, Neil? Who, do you, who would you like to see, mate? I mean, I know a, a few people have talked about if Van Bronckhorst gets it, we maybe get Neil McCann. And he's got obviously a lot of league experience and was a manager himself at Dundee and, and speaks so highly about the club. But what do you what do you think about that, Neil? What do you think? Who should be his assistant if we do get from Broncos? I don't know. I keep thinking I would love to see Kevin Thompson come back to Rangers mm. at some point. I don't know if he's quite ready yet, but maybe an assistant's position would be good. He's Rangers to the bone and he gets it so I think somebody like Kevin Thompson would be worth a shout maybe a future Rangers manager by the way I think there's there's many people would agree with that mate I think I would go with John in my my shout and Mm. I think he was his assistant at Feyenoord as well so I'd probably go with Jan Vouters and Neil McCann in in there as well as as first team coach or something Um, Neil McCann for his knowledge of the Scottish game right now Gio's been away Mm. and so has Jan been away for a long time Um, but of course we don't know listen I think which what should be said as well as a thank you and a shout out to guys like Derek on the Rangers Review, like um, fourth official on Twitter, by the way, who's taken a wee bit of stick, but I think has been vindicated today in terms of his his prediction of what the or his knowledge of what the the, the compensation fee was. I think it's closer to what he was saying. And by the way, kudos to the guy for getting that right. Um, these guys are trying to bring us facts and no hysteria. Mm-hmm. You know the. The media now have Stephen Gerrard as the greatest manager that's ever managed in Scotland. Yet last week, it wasn't like that. The narrative wasn't like that in the media, and and that's just the record, by the way. <laughs> Some of the stuff that we've seen in group chats, etc. It's terrible how quickly turn. Um, so I, I think all credit to get to guys like that. But so Neil, is that a stick on for you? Definitely either Van Bronckhorst or Gattuso. Definitely, I need somebody of that calibre. Well, McInnes has then been getting plenty of the but that just completely gives me the fear. Get him so far to fuck. It's got to be. <laughs> see what you feel, mate. See what you yeah. feel. Don't hunt back any. <laughs> By the way, see the thing is, Gattuso in charge of Morelos, that should be a fucking Netflix documentary. See, Gattuso is a mental bastard, and I actually think somebody like that is what a range of need. That's why I think some of Gerard's stuff's been lacking, is just that. Always uh, get somebody in your team that's going to kick everything that moves in the games that need it. Aye. It'd be carnage with Gattuso, wouldn't it? It'd be chaos. Sometimes oh. good, sometimes shit. It'd be chaos. Ca- <laughs> 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 oh, it'd be me. Neil, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. And thanks for, for again Thank being you, supportive buddy. of the podcast. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, a wee shout out to our sponsors for going any further. Uh, G4 Claims, obviously, in their fantastic studio here. Uh, and also, they've changed the name. KJG Printing and Washing Go. Thanks very much for your support. He has been such a huge support for our live show, which is coming new up logo. at Ibrox. In the- new logo impending any day now. There's a new logo, yes, correct. I hear there's a staunch geo also manufacturing that. Um, but I... He's been such a help towards our live show. Um, he's a fantastic human being, and we thank him for his for his support. Um, really, really uh, appreciate everything he does to help the podcast. Um, and same with G Four Claims. Scott, when um, is the live show? Here? Can you give us a wee bit of info about that? When is the live show? The live show. See that seamlessly. That's called a link. That's called a link. Yeah. <laughs> People on TV do this. We don't. But aye, live shows the third of December live. 
from Club 72 at Ibrooks, and we are buzzing about it. We have Gordon Smith there. We have the VAR, the people referee, Mr. Mike McCurry, um, who's a legend. And we have Simi, I think, is going to be there. Do you like my tactic there? Just people putting people on the spot. Like I that. do like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gio's going to be there. <laughs> the staunch superstar might be there. What, what was the third of December, right? Yes. Yeah. I want to see Bungard's head on a stick. I'll be there. I'll be there. Legend. Legend. The what we'll do is we'll, we'll get a stick, shove it right up his fucking arse, and we'll just drag him along and he can just sit up the back and watch the show i'm sure he'll love that i'm sure that was lana woods last movie wasn't it oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry my bad my bad Derek. <laughs> um i don't know if you're making it to the live show mate are you well, I'll tell you what, um, if Bolton get knocked out by Stockport County in the FA Cup next week, then I'll make it. If they Come beat on, them... Stockport. Come on, Stockport. <laughs> <laughs> it's live on the telly, too. You can watch it, BBC Two. Yes. <laughs> You've got nothing else today. <laughs> Love it. And Paul at Seas will be there as well. Oh, why? I'm I'll, no I'll coming. Have, I can't be asked. I'll have my best podcasting trousers on. <laughs> Only had on the week. Finally, here. I. I tweeted on a call. Does he wear trousers in the studio? <laughs> oh, he does. I'm, I'm naked below this desk. <laughs> but it's all right. The camera's <laughs> not that good. You'll no see fuck off. What did they say about the camera? It adds five inches. So there, the full team will be there. Baz Bowski will hopefully be there. Hopefully, getting snags up. Who am I missing? Jody. Callum, I think, will be there. Jody will Jody. definitely be there. G. G will definitely be there. G is a stalwart. G yeah. was brilliant in the last live show as well. Um, and Fridge will be there working some magic switchboard thing in the back. So if it goes tits up, blame him. Well, there's going to be lots of us there, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's all for a damn good cause. Yes, that is. That is. And we'll be close to, even closer to 56, but then so it'll be a party. Um, I'll say one thing, though. See the time the live show does come around. I bet any money you're on the Russell Martin hype train. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a 56 pass goal. Exactly. <laughs> it's a sign, lads. A sign. I'm going to let Jason Reed take over this. Are you, are you able to do this? Or no, Jason? I'm going to let him take over this comment. I've no idea who Bungard is, Mo says. So over to Jason Reed. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much sums it up, to be honest, Mo. Um, yeah, you don't really, really need to be too interested in who that loser is. Um, he is a, an MMA fighter. Uh, he fights in Bellator, um, which is basically uh, the kid on UFC. Um, he decided to get involved in one of our wrestling shows um, a few weeks back, and uh, it's now set up a match. And next Saturday, uh, the 20th at the Barrowlands Ballroom, uh, probably the biggest crossover uh, in European wrestling. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, to cracking one clean off his nose 
Um, yeah, and then celebrating 56 a few months after. So, yeah, uh, all's good in the world. Uh, that's certainly going to make up for today. Um, Google that him. That was He's... Alana Wolf film as well. Hey, is she paying you some sort of uh, <laughs> partnership? I've been a f- I'm just jotting these times down. You've Royal mentioned her name now, boys. I know, mate. I know. Royalties, you don't know says... why he's getting paid. I'm <laughs> happy. A few times. I'm content. Don't ask me silly questions, mate. <laughs> 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 um, we're near, <laughs> no saying anything. We're near enough there <laughs> for this evening. I think it's been like therapy for a lot of us um, just to actually have a laugh and a carry on and look forward to the future because the future is bright. No pun intended with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst there, but the future is bright. Sammy had the guidelines for the next show (laughs) by the way people think we fucking do this by the way to create this sort of stuff and we don't this is off the cuff spontaneous (laughs) Uh, Moses says Scott's on our only fans no I'm our only fan mate (laughs) Um, so I thanks to everybody oh no I need to address that comment before we go anywhere I can categorically state, unless she's bought a ticket under another name, she's not at the live show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Listen, there'll be enough fucking tits there. You don't need them to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in my direction. I'm doing this, mate. Oh, <laughs> um, thanks to everybody for joining us this evening. It's been a laugh. It's been fun. If nothing else. Our club's 150 years old, by the way, and it's never stopped because of one person yet. It'll keep going for another 150 years, regardless who's the manager, regardless who plays on the park. All we have today is keep supporting us as fans, because that's our duty, that's our role. For the minute the first whistle goes to the second whistle, uh, to, the, to the final whistle, sorry, we have to make sure that we're right behind the team. This season, more than ever. Um, last season was sweet. How sweet would this year be? If in the midst of chaos, we still went as champions into the Champions League. Oh, no. You know, um, this would be incredible um, this season. So if the players can deliver, we would be absolutely delighted. If Ross Wilson is watching this, no, that he will be because he's a busy man. He's, he's waiting and dining in Geo as we <laughs> not, not not the one on the screen. <laughs> he's currently he's currently at Mr. Sings, probably with Geo. Probably is Van Bronckhorst, isn't he? Yeah. Nice. Did you say nice. this got See, I said, okay, 150 years has passed. The next 150 years, the club will still be here. Do you think Billy Davies will still be linked as a new manager? <laughs> and we'll probably still be waiting on Jordan Ross to come back, mate. Yeah. <laughs> John Eustace. Maybe he'll come in as Gio's assistant. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get John Eustace. Who's the other one? Govey from, from uh, Leon? Wasn't it Govey or something like that? There? <laughs> I think Govey's been spotted. As I said on Twitter the other night, Paul Le might be ready for the job now, so you mm. never know, mate. <laughs> Jesus, I got <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody. The Twitter patter has been tremendous, I would say. Rangers Twitter never fails to deliver, no matter whether it's a good time or a sad time or an indifferent time, as this has been. So continue um, in that vein, because if we don't laugh, we'll fucking greet team. We will, we'll greet. So we need to make sure we keep the spirits up, we keep laughing, and we back whoever comes in the door, unless it's Derek McInnes, Alex Neil. <laughs> Russell Martin. Russell Martin. <laughs> In which case, 
we get the sharks and we fucking assemble, okay? And we chase them down Edmiston Drive because that seems to be the done thing, right? <laughs> so there's only one thing I've got left to say tonight. Well, two things. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. And also... Go shot ready. Let's... Geo. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much, I am much older. older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet is beautiful. It's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find. When the place comes alive, I got that battle fever coming over me. And I got butterflies and hurricanes shaking my body. Battle fever coming over Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.